coming up with affirmations that feel very true to your soul. You know, like you can look online and look at affirmations, but really think about what what areas you have, what problem areas you have, or what is it that you want to see improve, and then come and go with affirmations that tell you that. So for instance, if, if it's a lie, right? If you think one lie may be that, or a problem area may be that maybe you don't think you're like the cutest person. Well, waking up every morning and telling yourself, I am beautiful. I'm more than my hair. I am more than what I look like externally. I am a beautiful person. You know, I go out, I serve, I help, I do this, I do that. So coming up with affirmations that really encourage you so that you can go out and be courageous, you know, in the midst of all of these fears and anxieties that we all deal with. Hey, welcome back to Normalize the Conversation. Today, I'm here with Elena Walker, life coach helping women learn how to meet their own needs by helping them to develop self-care routines from the inside out. Elena, thank you so much for joining me today. You can connect with Elena on Instagram at I am Elena Walker. How are you really? Oh, I'm doing really good today. Like today is going amazing. Um, it's really nice here in Atlanta, so I can't complain. How are you? I am doing well. You know, last week I had an issue where my entire email crashed and the YouTube channel deleted and I had to start everything over. And mm-hmm. today I'm finally getting caught up. So I'm really happy today. I bet. I bet. Sounds like you are. So I really believe that self-care is an essential part of our overall physical and mental health. And that's why I admire what you're doing. So I was wondering what inspired you to start your journey as a life coach? So a few years ago, um, well, basically, as a young child, I was a leader. And I always took the initiative to get things done and to go out and make it happen. That was my motto. And around 2016, I had to have a surgery, um, a major surgery, which required me to slow down and really evaluate who I was, what I was doing. And I realized that I was serving people a lot more than I was actually serving my own needs. And when I say my needs, I meant as in my physical needs, my mental needs. I I wasn't really paying too much attention to those things. So once I started to pay attention to those things and others started to notice, people started to reach out to me and I became a certified life coach to help people to um, get to live from the inside out basically. That is a beautiful pain to purpose story. When you're feeling kind of defeated, like you don't have that self-care routine in place and it just feels difficult. How do I take care of myself? And when you learn that, you use that power and that skill to help others achieve that as well. It's just so beautiful. Thank you for what you're doing. And I'm so sorry about that surgery, but I was wondering what made you realize that you weren't paying enough attention to your own physical and mental health during that time? Well, I found myself um, just not happy, honestly. Um, when I was started to look internally, I just did not feel very happy. I did not feel satisfied at all. And when I had surgery, I started to notice just how much I would notice when people weren't there for me, which was honestly the truth. What I started to notice was 
I wasn't really there to meet my own needs. So, cause people were helping me, people were bringing me flowers, people were asking me what I needed. But I just noticed that there was a part of me that was unfulfilled within myself. So when you talk about feeling unfulfilled with yourself, what were some of those like warning signs and mm-hmm. how can other people recognize the, those warning signs within themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, some of those warning signs was that I just, like I said, I just didn't feel fulfilled. And I constantly, um, I feel like when I was waking up in the morning, I wasn't, I wasn't spending any time with myself. I was more so waking up, maybe like getting on social media and um, trying to text people back and handle like all of these different responsibilities instead of really waking up and doing my morning routine and focusing on my inner being first and finding peace there before I went out to help someone else. I think that's something that's so common with technology nowadays. We're so focused on seeing what everyone else is up to when we wake up and responding to everyone and making sure everyone knows that we're connecting with them because there's this fear of being left out. This Mm -hmm. fear, if I don't respond, if I'm not active on social media right away, I miss someone's post. Mm -hmm. How will that affect my relationship with them? How does that affect my connection? How does that affect my online presence and your online presence? kind of feels like everything in today's world because that's the center of connectivity. And we're so quick to focus on everyone else, what everyone else is doing and check our phones and turn on TV, check the news that we forget to take care of ourselves when we wake up. When you first wake up, you have this amazing opportunity to give yourself the extra love and support you need. Something I always say is, would you rather take that 20 minutes in the morning or that 20 minutes at night and do some self-care for yourself or end up burning out and then having to take days off of work or off of your responsibilities to try to catch up. It's so important that we realize how to pay attention to ourselves. So how do you help others realize that within themselves? Well, for the most part, I mean, as a coach, when I work with people, they kind of come to me with whatever it is that they're going through. Um, So basically, if you know, if someone is at a place where they just feel unsatisfied, they feel uneasy about life, and maybe they're even questioning, like, what's my purpose? Like, what am I called to do? I believe that a lot of times those things must come from within. And a lot of times we're looking outside of ourselves rather than within ourselves to discover those answers. And in order to discover those answers, we have to take time to take care of ourselves. If we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're really not going to know how to move forward because that's not something that people can help us with. They can't help us discover our purpose, but we can look you know, back at our story and we can build, like come up with different affirmations that help us and give us the confidence that, you know what, I may not know everything, but I know something and I'm going to take this one day at a time and learn to be patient with my process. But in order to do those things, you you have to learn how to really take care of yourself and even say no sometimes. Um, Saying no is really, really hard. But learning to say no to things that you authentically do not want to do. (laughs) That is so true. And that's part of setting boundaries. And we're kind of taught growing up that boundaries are selfish, that you can't say no to other people. You have to do everything for other people. And it's so hard when you grow up that way when you grow up in a world where you're so focused on being everything to everyone else and your purpose and the sense of who you are is connected to how other people view you 
And I think that's one of the biggest problems with social media is it's all about how many likes you get, how many followers you have. It's all about how other people perceive you instead of how you perceive yourself. And your why is what gets you out of bed in the morning. Your why is what leads to your fulfillment. And you have to get that from within. You can't get that from outside. So how do you help people recognize what's inside them and the difference between the inside of them and the outside world? Mm -hmm. It's a battle. And I always, I was thinking about this, that this morning, how it's just so many distractions. Um, But one, it's so many different ways. So one thing is coming up with affirmations that feel very true to your soul. You know, like you can look online and look at affirmations, but really think about what what areas you have, what problem areas you have, or what is it that you want to see improve, and then kind of go with affirmations that tell you that. So for instance, if, if it's a lie, right? If you think one lie may be that, or a problem area may be that maybe you don't think you're like the cutest person. Well, waking up every morning and telling yourself, I am beautiful. I'm more than my hair. I am more than what I look like externally. I am a beautiful person. You know, I go out, I serve, I help, I do this, I do that. So coming up with affirmations that really encourage you so that you can go out and be courageous, you know, in the midst of all of these fears and anxieties that we all deal with. And another thing is knowing that you're not alone. Um, we all are having so many different thoughts. And of course, it's about finding the right people that you can open up to and share what you're going through with, because you can't share what you're going through with everyone. But it's, it's understanding like who you can connect with and having those connections is so important as well. Exactly. Connections with people who want to listen to you and validate and support And also be honest with you. You need people who are willing to sit back and say, you know what? You are beautiful. And maybe you feel insecure sometimes, but beauty comes from the inside. Empathy comes from the inside. Kindness, compassion, all these beautiful attributes come from the inside and having people who help you recognize that within yourself instead of make you feel bad for who you are and bad for what you're going through is so, so important. But I loved how you spoke about affirmations. And I have to ask, do you have a favorite affirmation that you say every day? So I basically tell myself that I'm where I need to be. I have to tell myself that a lot. And then I also tell myself that I can do any, I can do it all. I can do anything I put my mind to because honestly, I find my, I've, as I listen to my thoughts more and more and pay attention to them, I'm also, um, I have to really watch myself talk because I feel like sometimes more than I realize I am telling myself I can't or I'm thinking it or my actions is basically telling me in some way, like, I don't really think I'm capable of doing this. I don't think I'm qualified to do this. So telling myself that I can do it is something that has been helping me just get up and take one step and put one one foot in front of the other, but also embrace my process in doing it. That is so true. We all have these intrusive thoughts. We Mm -hmm. all tell ourselves that we can't sometimes. And that's kind of normal. It's normal to question yourself and doubt yourself. Sometimes we can't always help it. But Mm -hmm. when you hear those thoughts in your mind, you have the opportunity to tell yourself, no, I can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, everything you think isn't necessarily true. And a lot of times we kind of take our own thoughts as like the Bible, as the word, and that's it. And if we tell ourselves we can't do it, we can't do it. And we're not going to try. But by reframing your thoughts, 
it can really help you better understand yourself and love yourself more and push yourself to be the best person that you can be. Yeah, I love what you said. And one thing that came to mind as you were speaking is that to know that there is a part of you that you're still creating, you know, one thing I constantly pray for is more vision in my life. And I believe that all of us have a purpose and no one is where they want to be completely right now. Everyone, I hope, has something that they're working towards. And if you remember that, it kind of helps you to remember the most positive thing about yourself. And that alone, I feel like just helps me in general. Like I am not, I guess, a may be annoyed right now or a part of me may feel anxious but that's just not completely who I am you know and I've I've learned not to take that on as myself like I am I feel worried but I'm not always like a worried person Um, that kind of helps me to you know not judge myself and move forward too so I hope that helps someone (laughs) I love that you bring that up because we often label our emotions as who we are or our mental health at a certain state as who we are or a mental health condition as who we are. We say, I am depressed instead of I live with depression. I am anxious instead of I live with some anxiety or some bit of extra worry sometimes. It's okay to live with that because we all do. We all experience every emotion, but that's not who we are. And we really have to separate the kind of negatives that we see from who we are. We are not defined by an emotion, by one action, by one feeling. We're defined by who we are as a whole and who are, what our purpose is and who we want to be. Your character is who you are, not an emotion, not a feeling. So when you've been developing these self-care routines and these affirmations, what were some of the most important things you were looking for to help you? Um, that's a great question. Basically, what I was looking for was different areas in my life where I wanted to see improvement. So, and then once I figured out what areas in my life I wanted to see some type of improvement, I basically came up with a solution to that. So let's say um, one thing was something that happened recently. Let me think. Hmm. Okay, so I have a new puppy. Um, and having a new puppy is a really big responsibility. Um, I love having a new puppy. It's very exciting. But I have had to change some of my morning routine because he's young and I have to take him out. And at first, I kind of was trying to figure out, okay, what should I do? How should I go about doing this? Well, honestly, it was more of a mindset change for me that helped me because when I would get up every morning, I would immediately feel like, oh, yeah, he has to go to the bathroom. So let me take him out first thing. Then I started to change up some things. So I like did some research. I stopped giving him water after 8 p.m. so that, you know, he would be okay and he would be able to get up whatever time I get up in the morning to take him out. I also found a way to make what I have to do for him about me as well. So we basically eat together. We basically go out for a walk together and I love nature. So to me, it's about finding your own way to, um, to channel whatever it is that you're looking to do or whatever you want to change. It's about finding ways to like navigate it that gives you a more appreciation and gratitude for what you're doing. Appreciation and gratitude are so important and learning to 
focus on yourself. Like you said, with your dog, developing a routine, that's about both of you. It's not just about the dog. It's about you as well, because you're important too. A lot of times we're so worried about everyone else or everything else that we forget to put some time for ourselves and to combine those. It doesn't have to be all about you 24 seven. It doesn't have to be all about someone else 24 seven. There is that combination where sometimes it's about you. Sometimes it's about them. And sometimes it's about both of you together. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> so how do you help women who come to you who need to develop some kind of self-care routine or need to develop affirmations and confidence in themselves really develop a self-care routine that works for their lifestyle because everyone's lifestyle is different right good question well most of the time I will have a conversation with the person to understand what exactly their needs are um a lot of times it like you said it does look very different for people and it's so many different ways that you can navigate it um for instance let's say a mom comes to me and she's just like feeling like every day she wakes up it's like her responsibility with her husband and her kids and in that instance one thing that you know we would do is try to figure out a way where maybe she could wake up a little bit earlier, you know, to spend time with herself before she spends time with her kids. Um, So it really depends. But most of the time, I really take time to just listen to people. Um, I'm very motivational, very encouraging and whatever it is that someone wants to do. And one thing I've noticed with a lot of my clients is that the answer is literally within them. They just need someone else to kind of help them to discover that. So a lot of times the answers are already within them and I hold them accountable with bringing that to life, whatever it is their desires are. That's an amazing, amazing mission and work that you do because you're right. The answers are within us, but sometimes we need someone to guide us to find them because we don't know how. This isn't something we're taught in school. This isn't something we have conversations about all the time. We need to normalize the conversation, but we really haven't yet. And there's this stigma around having your mental health start to decline, of having being overwhelmed. You have to act like your life is perfect and all together all the time. And that's so difficult and so overwhelming, especially for women who are taking care of the household or taking care of their children, trying to work, trying to do so many different roles. And it's so hard when you feel like you can't put that self-care routine in place because you have to be everything for everyone else. So I love that you're helping them really find the answer within them of what they want to improve about themselves and about their lives, because there's not one standard self-care routine. There's not one standard thing you can do that's going to make everything better. And when we do have these conversations, I've noticed that we tell people meditation, journaling, affirmations, and then that's it. And it's like, if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. Something isn't wrong with you, but we kind of feel like something is because that's what's working for everyone else who's having these conversations. Yeah, that's very true. And it's just, it's about figuring out what specifically will work for you because there are so many different self care things to try. You could sometimes it may just be drinking a, a glass of water in the morning. It's like, yeah. what, what are your goals? Is it to improve your health? Is it to, you know, maybe grow your relationship with God, sp- your spiritual growth? It could be so many different things, and everyone has different needs. So it's important to not judge ourselves, but to really kind of channel in to understand what what is it that I really need and honestly it could be one very small thing that can make a huge difference exactly 
And I think over the last year and a half, we've really seen a lot of added stress and pressure. We've seen a lot of people's mental health start to decline because all of a sudden they're home and they're by themselves and they're alone with themselves. And their whole purpose, their whole life was about working, was about school, was about something else. And when that was taken away, even if it was just put remotely, they started to realize that they weren't caring for themselves. Their whole world was about everyone else and everything else except for themselves. So how do you think that's really impacted people's ability to meet their own needs? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, when I when I really think about just COVID and how it has affected me, it's been really hard. So I can't imagine how it has affected, you know, anyone that is watching this. And one thing I think that encourages me is that we're in this together. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier sometimes, but it does help to know that we're not alone. Um, I believe that it's that COVID and even everything recently has affected everyone's mental health. Um, for instance, I mean, we were all just getting out and kind of doing whatever we want to when we wanted to. At one point, we were able to see who we wanted to see. And then like those specifically who have dealt with similar, something similar to me, like the loss of a very close family member, you know, during COVID, it just makes this season tremendously hard for many people. Um, and I do believe that it has affected us in, in more ways than we could ever imagine, um, like feeling disconnected. But self-care, is, that's why self-care is so important right now. Like, I feel like it's just really important. First of all, I'm so, so sorry for your loss. And even through that, you've been so good about helping other people when at a time when you could have been drowning, at a time where a lot of us are drowning when we lose someone and we don't know who we are without them and how the world's going to change and our world's going to change. And you've still been there for other people and showing up for other people. And you were just an earth angel. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) So with the pandemic, we've seen people, like we said, really starting to struggle. What do you think is an important warning sign people can see within themselves and start to ask themselves the right questions and begin developing a routine that works for them? Um, If you kind of feel like if you're working every day and your work is just consuming you or let's just say any area of your life is consuming you, that basically means that it's time for some self-care. It means it's just time to take a moment to slow down, to really evaluate where you are. Be honest with yourself, but don't judge yourself. I feel like that's so important. Not judging it, but really taking some time to pay attention to whatever that need is. If it's just a glitch of you feeling dissatisfied, why are you feeling that way? And what what is it that you are in need of right now that you feel will help you and then also you know, you know in some situations sometimes people feel like you know what that sounds great but I can't even do that like you know this person or my friend my husband whomever you know they're they're not going to be here if I if I ask them to keep the kids for one day or you know like my job not going to allow me just to take one day off honestly I know this is easier said than done but really make a way, find a way, talk to the person that you need to talk to. It's find a way to be courageous about yourself. You know, ask the questions, make a command, make a demand, you know, like you have just as much of right in whatever situation as anyone else. And 
you come first. So that's what I would say. <laughs> it's so important to put ourselves first. It is. And I think we all have this fear in our minds that our worth to other people is defined by our productivity to other people, how much support we can offer them, what we can do for them. And that's not your value. Your value and your worth are not tied to productivity. They're tied to who you are and your character, like we've said before. And it's so important to realize that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask support. We've kind of lived in a culture where vulnerability is frowned upon, where Mm -hmm. asking for support, asking for help makes you look weak. And really it's strength learning where you need support and being able to reach out and ask for it is a strength. Vulnerability Mm -hmm. is a strength. It is. It is. Even though it's really hard to be vulnerable, it's not something that comes easy to most of us. It it is a strength and it's, it's definitely a, a practice. It's a skill that, you know, you constantly learn. It's not something that comes very easy for most of us. Exactly. And then when we start ignoring our own needs, they start to show up in other areas of our lives. Yep, it does. It shows up in many areas, many, many areas of our lives. And we can see it pretty vividly, but it takes paying attention to yourself because if you're kind of always just moving around and making things happen, sometimes you're just really not paying any attention to yourself. And it can lead to burnout if you are never really paying any attention to yourself. And I I just want to take a moment to say that I do take my hat off to every woman who is holding down whatever responsibilities that, you know, she has in her life. Like I just take my hat off to all of us. I feel like women in general can do anything that we put our minds to, but it's important to be able to do those things and also take care of yourself. You can do both. <laughs> you can take care of yourself and take care of all responsibilities, even those that are outside of yourself, but you should come first. Exactly. Women are often taught to take care of everyone else and they don't take care of themselves because that scene is selfish. And then they get to this point of burnout and they don't know what to do. And they feel guilty for feeling burnt out. There's so much guilt that comes with feeling like you can't be everything for everyone. And that's who we're taught to be. We're taught to be the person who takes care of everyone else. And when we can't, it's so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It feels like torture, right? Inside your mind, you're like constantly questioning yourself. What's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why can't I be enough? I'm not enough. And this starts to lead into a spiral of depression. Mm -hmm. So for those people who are starting to feel burnout, who don't know where to start, And they want to start developing a self-care routine. They want to start taking care of themselves, but they have no clue where to start. Mm -hmm. What guidance can you offer them on creating a self-care routine that supports their specific needs and lifestyle? Well, I would say start out. So there's a few things that come to mind, but I would definitely say to just sit down and, and take a few moments to meditate. And what I mean by meditate, it doesn't mean you have to have an app or anything, but just breathe in and out, literally. Kind of just give yourself that space to breathe in, in and out. And after you have that moment to yourself, if you like to journal, I would say take a moment to journal and just write out all of your thoughts. And honestly, through writing out your thoughts and journaling, usually you will come up with 
at least one or two solutions to whatever it is that you're going through after it's never really been the time that I sit down and wrote that wrote out some things that I didn't realize like oh you know like oh I need I should do that or I should think about doing that I don't know how that happens all the time but it does happen and I believe that it would happen for whoever it is that's maybe finding themselves in a really hard place and if that doesn't work for you honestly I am a person who really believes in counseling and coaching so and I believe that counselors and coaches help you when you're in a place where you honestly like maybe you're like you know what I've tried the sitting down and breathing thing I've tried the journaling I've tried the affirmations it's not working honestly I would say go to someone else who can help you finding someone who can help you to come up with what you need so that, and then hold you accountable with it. I believe like, I know from at least working with my clients that you'll look up and you'll be amazed at the progress you can make by having someone to support you and join you in your journey and being there with you, literally. Not like physically with you all the time, but more so just supporting you, texting you, you know, even calling you if needed, like asking you, how do you need the support so that we can be there for you and investing in you, like just being the friend that you may not be able to have personally, but, you know, through business, we, we can make, we're friends, you know, cause we're in this together. We're able to work through things and I'm meeting you right where you are. That is amazing advice because a lot of times we're afraid to go to counseling. We're afraid to go to a coach. We're afraid to go to somebody and admit that we need help. It makes us feel like we're crazy, like something's wrong with us. And that's not the case. We all need a guide sometimes. Sometimes you need a map. We have no problem turning on our GPS to get a pl- get somewhere. That's what a counselor and a coach is. They're the guide. They help you navigate where you're going and where you are. And you can't always do it on your own. And that's completely normal. And like you said, journaling, I'm a huge, huge advocate for journaling. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is journal. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I just draw a picture. Sometimes I write something out. And when I do it, as soon as I wake up, before I have any thoughts in my head or any external influences, I learn so much. Through journaling, you you will learn so much about yourself. I totally (laughs) agree. It reveals so many different things. And sometimes it's just things that it's just um, clogged within our minds. It's just, we've been thinking Mm -hmm. on it for however long and it's just important to just write it down because sometimes through writing it down, you just feel better afterwards. It's just like, you feel freer. And what you said about deep breathing, breathing is your body's love language. I don't know who wrote that quote, but that is one of my favorite quotes because Mm -hmm. we forget to breathe and not in the everyday breathing but taking a chance to literally just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and breathe in the good and let go of the bad of the day. Every Mm -hmm. day is going to have some good and some bad in it. That doesn't make it a bad day. doesn't make it a good day. It makes it a day. And by Mm -hmm. breathing in the good and breathing out the bad, you can really start to feel more confident in your day and feel more confident in who you are and where you're going. We judge ourselves so much. Like you said, we're our worst critics. We really are. And it's so important that we start listening to ourselves and letting go of what's holding us back in our heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's just sometimes when we're trying to do things on our own, it, it's very hard. It's very hard if it's something that you've never done before. And here you are wanting to have the courage to try something new, but you don't know where to start. And 
you know, like the things that we've talked about are, they're like really good to practice at the same time. It doesn't mean that it's going, things are going to change for you immediately, but it's just all about our mindsets and how, you know, we choose to, um, how we choose to see things, being grateful and finding, like one thing I like to do is write out a gratitude list. I write out five things out that I'm grateful for and I repeat them to myself three times out loud. And honestly, I, at first when I started to do it, it was kind of like, eh, you know, like, why am I even doing this right now? Like, I don't feel any more grateful than I felt before. But with consistently doing it, I, I was able to feel a lot more grateful for the things in my life. I was able to see the positive instead of the negative things. So all of these things that we're talking about is honestly just takes practice and Practicing something is something that's just very intentional. And these are very great habits and and they work for different people in different ways. Exactly. And I love what you say about consistency. You have Mm -hmm. to practice because when you start out, it's going to be hard because it's new. Mm -hmm. And we're often afraid of doing new things, but going outside our comfort zone is where growth happens, where we learn more about ourselves and the gratitude list. Oh my goodness. I just started making my grandma use a gratitude list every day because she went through a really hard time. 2018, she lost her husband in a car accident that she was in. 2019, um, two months later, lost her son to suicide. A month later, lost her sister to Alzheimer's. And her heart shattered. And for the last two years, she hasn't learned how to move forward. And it's been hurting her so much. So she can't find anything to be grateful for or reason to live. It just feels like everyone around her is gone. So I started making her do a gratitude list. And I think this is something a lot of people can relate to this feeling of hopelessness of what's my purpose? Who am I? Why am I here? And in the beginning, her gratitude list was spending time with my granddaughter, talking to my granddaughter, um, having a sleepover with my granddaughter. And I was like, I love that. You, you love me so much, but there's mm-hmm. more to be grateful for. You can be grateful for yourself. And after a few days of doing it, she was grateful for waking up, grateful for having mm-hmm. doctors who support her and help her, grateful mm-hmm. for having the opportunity to still have families here and she can see. She was finding mm-hmm. more things in her life to be grateful for. And if we don't keep practicing, we don't learn that. We don't see it because it's so easy to say we're grateful for one person. And then when that person's not available, what do we do? But we're grateful for so many other things if we give ourselves the opportunity to see it. Mm-hmm. That, and I, I love that you did that for your grandmama. I love that. That's so nice of you. And I'm sure she really appreciates it. So tear, hats off to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> she was so not happy in the beginning because it was outside her comfort zone. And when we push people to do something outside their comfort zone, there's this question of, am I ready? Am I ready Mm -hmm. to move forward? Am I ready to start taking care of myself in this way? How do I know when it's the right time? But if you're asking yourselves these questions, it's the right time. If you're asking yourself about it and you're talking about it in your mind, you are ready. You just have Mm -hmm. to take that first step. And it is so hard at first. I had to sit right next to my grandma and hand it to her. And I was like, write it down right now. And then I was, we didn't have a sleepover one night and I came back and she was doing it by herself. It Mm. takes time. And sometimes we need someone to hold us accountable and that's okay, but we have to start. It's scary. It's scary to know, can I move forward? Can I move forward from the past, from the trauma, from everything I've been through? 
but you can. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking yourself about it, you are ready. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And yes, I believe that if you are thinking about something and it's just front of mind all the time, you are ready. You're more ready than you think you are. Um, it just takes believing in yourself and believing in the process because the process is, may not be easy, but this, it's, it's going to be worth it. Exactly. It's always going to be worth it to take care of yourself. Elena, you have been absolutely amazing, full of such powerful insight. We don't always talk about self-care and talk about ourselves and people need to have this conversation. We need to hear it. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am honored to have had you as a guest. Thank you. And thank you for the invitation. It's been a so fun having this conversation with you and I really hope that it helps someone that watches. I am a hundred percent positive it's going to help so many people. Yes I'm excited excited.